Hello and welcome to Between the Lines, taking you behind the local news, food, theaters, and more in Rhode Island. Today, Tess Lyons sits down with Bradley Vanderstad, assistant editor at Motif, who talks a little bit about his experiences with the publication, the most recent issue of the magazine, as well as an article he wrote, Ranking Holidays. Between the Lines is sponsored by R1 Indoor Karting, the Trinity Brewhouse Beer Garden, and Graysale Brewing in Rhode Island. Hello and welcome back to Between the Lines. I'm here with Bradley Vanderstad, who is our assistant editor here at Motif Magazine. Bradley, how are you doing today? I'm feeling great. Thanks for having me. Good. All right, so let's just start off with your role at Motif and how you got involved with the magazine. Yeah, sure. So uh, I've had a, I'll call it a non-traditional path into journalism. Um, Really, the publisher and I had known each other from the days when I was running a local blog in Providence, I was explaining to folks, um, it was called Briefly, and we were doing news briefs and emphasizing teaching people about the news because I feel like for so many people in Rhode Island and in Providence and just generally, it's so hard to keep up with what's happening unless you have time to like study mm-hmm. what's happening. You it's know? a small state, but we offer a lot. There's yeah. a lot going on. Yeah. And like, for example, I don't know, the Providence pension obligation bond right is like in the news a lot but i feel like most people don't actually get what that is and so that was what briefly was aiming to do is to provide a little bit more context so that you can follow along with what's happening and be an engaged uh, member of the community mike and i started partnering on that he would run a briefly article in motif Uh, we had our own little column and then we did a few videos with it we would interview the folks who uh, sometimes we would interview like local politicians or local folks to explain their expertise, right? As if the politician knew a lot about uh, doulas, for example. So that was kind of like the exercise that started you into writing. Yeah, uh, well, journalistic writing. writing. Correct. Yeah, mm-hmm. because I was talking to people who of prominence, and I was interviewing them. And then Mike, the publisher of Motif, and I were working together to get them on video and mm-hmm. to get them published uh, via Motif. And so we had a strong working relationship. And then after the pandemic, I, my unemployment changed. Uh, my employment changed to unemployment. <laughs> and, We've all been there. Uh, all been there. <laughs> Thank you for doing that. Yeah. And uh, I was away for the summer, and I came back, and um, I met Mike at a poetry reading in Providence, and I said, you got a job for me? And he said, yeah, we actually do, yeah. And it was the admin at the time. It was just being the, the bookkeeper and the administrator for the office. Office manager. Office, yeah, business manager, yeah. if you will, yes. And then... Uh, and now um, the editorial position became open and I started stepping into that. And so right now there is no editor at Motif, it's just an assistant editor and the publisher. Where do you see that going? Any future plans to move on? There's up? really only one place to go, <laughs> so it's whatever, whatever uh, Mike feels comfortable handing over the reins. I don't have, like to his credit, I don't have a lot of editorial experience. You know, I like to write and I think I've been doing an okay job of the the work up until But these now. last few months have been a practice round almost. Yeah, yeah, like anything, yeah. right? Yeah, anything's a practice, right? So I've been practicing since September, and it's been fun, and I've enjoyed it, and I think Mike thinks that I'm doing okay. I so. think that the issues have been coming out pretty darn good. Yeah, so I you're think doing so. a good job. Yeah, thanks. You know, I'll try my best. The, the writers do so much of it. I'm just kind of coordinating the the awesome talent that the writers bring to this. Yeah. You know, We have so many writers in Motif, and each of them brings a unique perspective. And it's also grassroots. It feels like we're really close to what's happening. Mm-hmm. But you can't really get that from, from um, like, local news, you know? It's got to be grassroots, this sort of... Uh, 
really crunchy stuff. We're very lucky. I feel like our writers are in so many different elements to Providence. Like we have music writers that are really in that community. We have art writers. And so it's it's great to see how that all comes together and makes this issue. You yeah, know? a beautiful symphony. Mm-hmm. A symphony of writers. Yeah, absolutely. So as assistant editor, you're in charge of curating the issue. So walk me through the recent issue, the art issue. Well, the cover specifically kind of kicked this whole off because we knew we were going to use some of the tattoo art from the cover because as you may be aware, Tess, <laughs> as you put together the Motif Rhode Island Tattoo Awards of 2022. Um, it was a big hit, I heard. It was, it was a great <laughs> event. Someone told me that it was a great event. We were both there. And so we knew that we were going to use tattoo art in the cover. So we had one of the tattoo artists design our cover for us. And we were deciding May, a lot of our motif issues have like set themes that come every year. Uh, the May one does not. We decided to go art. We decided to go all kinds of art. Of course, art is very broad and we are an arts and culture magazine. So often we're covering art. But in this specific issue, we decided to cover material arts. So arts that are things that you can put your hands on. Uh, ceramics, steel, glass blowing. We covered a lot of things that maybe some people don't consider high art. And in our interviews with some of these artisans, uh, that came across too. There was some regret or reluctance around the fact that oftentimes their media is not considered like it's not painting on an easel, right? And therefore, art's subjective, but there definitely is, you know, art that's higher up to some people and lower. Right. Yeah. yeah. And so, so we wanted to focus on the folks who don't always get the spotlight. Mm-hmm. You know, folks who are, who are working with their hands and creating these these pieces that are, can be functional too, but are also certainly art and certainly require a lot of creativity and, and dedication to craft. So you curated the issue, and a lot of the interns that we have at Motif kind of did the executing of it, I'd say, writing the articles mm-hmm. under your careful eye. Oh, yes. So <laughs> tell me about that, how the interns were kind of part of the project and what Motif looks for in their interns, I'd say. Yeah, sure. So our interns this, this semester were incredible. They've just left, unfortunately, as, the, as we're now in May, and so the college semester is coming to a close. But um, the intern team was chiefly assigned to focus on this material arts focus, right? Like we have a lot of columnists and we had a lot of different writers who were contributing different sort of parts to it. And we had one writer who wrote about olfactory art, the the art of creating perfumes and scents, which was really neat and it kind of factored into our material arts idea. But we had a team of interns who were pursuing uh, four different pieces. Uh, So there was stone carving, glass blowing, ceramics, and uh, fabric, steel fabrication art. And so the assignment for them, and this is the first time that many of them are doing this, was to go and interview folks at the, at the various studios across the city, across the state, and get feedback directly from artisans who were talking about their, their art form. And to kind of get, give the reader an inside view as to what it's like to create, how to get started in doing this, if this is something that you're interested in or could be interested in. And a little bit of the feedback from the artisans themselves about their craft and about what people say about it. and. And it's just the experience of creating. So, um, so yeah, the interns went out and they did a fabulous job. You have to be dogged sometimes because, especially artists, uh, can be difficult to get a hold of. They work odd it's like hours. Like teeth sometimes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They're not sitting at a desk waiting nine to five for a phone to ring. You know, so you got to chase them down. You got to follow up. You got to follow up. You got to follow up. And then you finally get a story, and then we uh, work together to iron it out and really make a nice, um, really make a nice feature. So I think it came together really well. And the cover is beautiful too. Yes. That's- who did the cover? Uh, Joey Morera. Uh, we did actually a whole, another one of the intern assignments actually, was to do a whole feature piece on Joey. So we talked to him. He uh, is a tattoo artist at Ink Therapy. 
if you his Instagram is at Joey Mo underscore ink therapy and so he is a local tattoo artist and he's been doing it for a long time he's actually an award-winning tattoo artist now that he attended the, the Rhode Island uh, motif tattoo awards he won our overall tattooist yeah award, yeah, so. yeah. It, it, Tess, you probably know this better than me, but that was his doing the cover a function of his winning the best overall tattoo. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it could be. We'll call it that. We'll call it yeah, that, we'll for, call that. For, the, for the sake of this. Sure. Um, yeah, he's he was really cool, and he was super cool to work with. So we were happy to feature his art on the cover. So let's jump into your featured piece in this, or your big piece, the oh, May Holidays Oh, piece. yes, very exciting. <laughs> yeah, it was a fun little thing. Yeah. What was the goal for the May Holidays piece? Frequently in the article you mentioned Hallmark, rather cheekily, was that a main idea that kickstarted it, do you think? It's a, it's a, it's a fun article. Yeah, it's a fun little article. Yeah, I, I the idea originally, I was, I was, I was ideating on, on how to, what we were going to, to put in this, and I, and I thought that, May is, is a month where there are so many holidays, but there's also, like, not ones you think about Christmas right away. Christmas isn't in May. You right. Know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, none of the major, major ones. Yeah. I was like, is there even a, is there a bank holiday in May? And then I started thinking, all these kind of minor secondary holidays, and I was thinking, huh, it'd be kind of funny if we kind of ranked them, right? Like, just a very harsh, like, this is better than this one. And it became, uh, <laughs> it was kind of satirical, right? It kind of came comedic. But... Yeah, and as I was doing some research into it, I learned actually quite a bit. So I, number four on my list of one through five is Cinco de Mayo. And talking about how Cinco, I, I rank Cinco de Mayo as, as one of the worst holidays in May because it's become so capitalistic. It's really just about drink specials and not celebrating Mexican culture at all. And what you see happen most of the time is folks just dress up as a Mexican person, which has become quite uh, politically incorrect to do. <laughs> and it makes me wrinkle my nose, certainly when I see folks do that. So, and it's not even celebrating Mexican independence. Everyone thinks that, you know, but it's really just one battle over the French. And then I later learned that they won that battle. And then like a couple weeks later, they lost the war. <laughs> the French so what are butt. we celebrating? Yeah, so what are we Why celebrating? Are we celebrating? Yeah, right. <laughs> We're celebrating yeah. it for margaritas, yeah, margaritas for... <laughs> and mustaches and sombreros, you know, like that's what, yeah, yeah so and like... And to say gracias to the, man, <laughs> and to the waiter. Gra- <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> Something that white people really love doing, so. Yeah. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, definitely not a top holiday, but ranked above Clean Your Room Day, which... Clean Your Room Day, can Go pound sand. That's Was right. there pressure in writing this article to not forget any big ones or... Um, forget anybody's birthdays, any friends' birthdays, or um, <laughs> Tess's birthdays at the end of May. No, everyone, or to just let any holidays <laughs> slip past that the readers are fond of, you know? You know, everyone's got some holidays that they, you know, it seemed like, because like, as soon as I published, as soon as this went to print, the publisher was like, what about Gatsby Day? Because, but is that Gatsby Day in June? I don't know. Everyone. Can we get a fact check? <laughs> yeah. Everyone. <laughs> There's a studio. Can we get? <laughs> yeah. Let's throw it to the team. Or yeah. The production team. Um, yeah. But like everyone had like, oh, what about this day? And I'm just like, whatever, man. <laughs> you yeah. Know? Like it's also the first shot. Although I was, I thought this was just going to be a, kind of a light article. And um, I actually got a new Instagram follower who was like, did you write that piece? Cause so the response, do you think has been positive? Uh, yeah. I mean, I mean, not, I mean, it, people are out there raving about it. There aren't protests at the state house I haven't seen. There's no protests. There's there's also no, like, parades about the article, right? There's no, like, massive celebrations or anything. But, uh, but yeah, no, I had someone who reached out to me on Instagram, like, oh, you wrote that that holiday article? I thought it was so great. Sorry for being a creep and 
sliding to your DMs, but like I thought that was really funny and I, I really wanted to reach out to you. And I was like, dang, so that, that was kind of affirming, you know? So yeah, it was, it was a fun thing to do. It was a fun thing. And I don't know, maybe I'll do another one, you know? I like the idea of doing them. Because there's like National Clean Your Room Day, for example, the number five one on the list was uh, one that I hadn't heard of until I looked it up and I was like, yeah, that kind of sucks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, the article, I would say the tone of it seems to be somewhat cynical, specifically towards Cinco de Mayo and Mother's Day yeah. and uh, National Clean Your Room Day, the latter in which I totally understand sure. Clean Your Room Day. Sure, but sure, was, sure. I'm assuming that that was intentional. Yeah, I'm, I'm finding... You know Larry David. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'm finding... Shout out to Larry David. <laughs> Shout out to Larry we David. We love Larry yeah. David. <laughs> <laughs> I'm finding that my worldview is just kind of souring generally. I'm just I'm like a cynical person. And I'm very optimistic, but at the same time, I'm kind of like, eh, just yuck, you know? I feel like being happier is like easier in a way. <laughs> it is easier. Yeah, sure. But there's like, I don't know. I kind of feel like there's a lot to complain about. And I, and I don't often complain. I'm usually pretty cool about stuff. But I like, in a piece like this, I like to be able to just kind of like let it out. Ignorance you know? is bliss. So it's nice to be fully aware of everything yeah. going on. Right. Yeah, sure. Yeah, you know, there's, there's a lot to be gr grumpy about. And, it's, and, it be, and it can be funny. Like you can, you can express frustration yeah. or... Well, there's definitely humor shining through in your writing. Yeah. So that's good. It's not, it didn't make me sad reading it. It made me like, <laughs> Yeah, he's, he's cynical. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which I respect it, honestly. Yeah, and that's honestly like the most authentic. What I write is kind of like this thing. Like, why is everyone talking about this? Well, thing? everybody yeah. just wants happiness, and it's like happiness is the goal and right. whatnot. But it's like these other feelings are feelings, they're emotions, and you know, not everything's rainbows and sunshine. So yeah, it's nice exactly. That and like, I do a lot of that too, because when we talk about like, I don't know, if we do like a restaurant feature or something like that, we're gonna say nice things about them, and that's not a bad thing. But then my, my tone always becomes like, gotta check out this hot new spot coming up, <laughs> you know? Like, everyone's happy about it. And you can't really be like, I, you can't be measured or negative. You know? yeah. So sometimes you want to be a little negative. You want to complain. You want to be like, yeah, this is kind of lousy. I had a bad day. <laughs> yeah, yeah <laughs> I'm exactly. Gonna write about yeah, so it's about expressing. Yeah, it's all about, it's just an outlet, I think. Yeah. So all of these holidays, you obviously had to do research for them. So were any of them surprising to you? National Clean Your Room Day, I'm guessing. Sure, yeah, that one stood out. Well, so number three, May 4th, was a, is a double whammy, right? Because <laughs> Big fan of May 4th. <laughs> well, that's interesting because, so you may know, Tess, you do know, but the, the listeners of the podcast, all of the listeners may know that. Um, <laughs> Shout out you guys. <laughs> Shout out to all the listeners of Motifs uh, Between the Lines. May 4th, in addition to being Star Wars Day, May the 4th be with you. It is Star Wars. It's only Star Wars. And, uh, and then the Revenge of the 5th, which is kind of cool. That's the next cool. day. I like that. Speech impediments galore. <laughs> <laughs> Glorifying speech impediments. That's fine. That's every day in the sun, too. But it's also the day that Rhode Island declared independence from Great Britain. I mean, I'm a Star Wars diehard, but that's way bigger than May the 4th, <laughs> yeah. I'd say. Well, like, May the 4th is national acclaim, yeah. right? But that's a fact. So as a tour guide myself of downtown Providence. I have a little bit more context than your average uh, Rhode Islander on that. And the reason that Rhode Island was able to declare independence from Great Britain so soon, sooner than all the rest of the colonies, is because it was not dependent on inter intercolony commerce. It was dependent on international commerce. So we had so much shipping 
that we got a lot of our money from like the Caribbean islands, all the trade we're doing down there with Europe, with Africa. And now I'm being vague about this with intention. It's because we were trading people. We were trading slaves and uh, or enslaved people, right? And so 60% of all slave ships that left North America left from Rhode Island. And that's why we had so much cash in the bank so that we could be like, F you guys. We don't need to be a part of this like this amalgamation of colonies because we got all this money from all the slave trading that we do. Even though the slaves weren't coming to Rhode Island, right? The slaves were going, the ships were going to Africa and Africa was, you know, obviously the slaves were coming from Africa and going into the Southern United States, into the Caribbean. And then the sugar, the product of the slaves labor was coming to Rhode Island where we could, which was sugar mostly. And the sugar we would process into gin uh, distill it into gin and then use it to trade for more human cargo. So that's the truth of why we're Our able to. Past. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, no one knows about it. You know, and it really puts a rainy day on a tour. Maybe that's yeah. why. Maybe we created May the Fourth, the national holiday, to kind of block yeah. <laughs> that yeah, out. Yeah, you know? <laughs> well, really, just no one even knows about that. And even if you do know that May Fourth is Rhode Island's special day because we were able to declare independence before everyone else, it's still marred by the fact that we the reason we were able to do that is because we were economically independent because we were so dependent on the Nobody slave trade. Nobody wants to pop champagne over that. Yeah, no, yeah. yeah. And we're like intentionally Or no good person does. Yeah, right, yeah, right, yeah, <laughs> certainly, yeah. So yeah, I don't know, I guess that adds a little bit to the cynicism of it. And it was a little bit of an opportunity for me as a local tour guide to be able to say like, hey, like, this is nice and all, but you, don't be celebrating too much, you know? You love applying your Providence knowledge. <laughs> yeah, you gotta apply the Providence knowledge. Where else am I gonna do it, you know? So, yeah, so it's nice. But yeah, so but that's 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 lousy. So I I do kind of make it my mission to uh, to share that context around that so people um, know about so it. So while you're waving your lightsabers, yeah, just yeah. know. Also know a bigger picture is happening. Right? <laughs> yes, 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 yes. And right. I, you know, not to be sad, but it is true. You know, and mm -hmm. I, I hate to bring the mood down, but that allows. You know, this is why it's just, the cynical uh, tone comes through. One of these holidays has got to go. Which one? Which one are you just? You've done the research. You're knowledgeable about these May holidays. You mean like removing it yeah, from celebration? Just, yeah, just <laughs> like kicking it off the map. Wipe it from people's memory. Uh, wipe it from the calendar. It never happened. Yeah. Well, I guess it would probably be the, the one of the latter the latter two on my list here. We got the Cinco or National Clean Your Room Day. I mean, National Clean Your Room Day does so little for anybody. People don't even know about it. And now I'm gonna get stressed on May 10th. When, well, no, it's past May 10th. I didn't even realize it. <laughs> so I guess. Did you clean your room? I did not. I certainly did Did you did read not. your article? Did uh, you forget? <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't gonna let it pressure me yeah. to do anything I didn't want to do. I'm a strong independent man. I did it man. on May 11th. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't do it at all. It's still a mess. And it will continue to be. Yeah. Maybe next year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm just gonna wait again. I'm just gonna wait till it comes around again. You know how you have to like wait till it's like an even number to wake up? You yeah, know? Like, yeah, yeah. You yeah. need like a special day for it. Yeah, so I'll just wait till next May 10th. So National Clean Your Room Day, it's out? Yeah, probably. Yeah. I think that, that would have the least amount of outrage if we... Yeah, people probably wouldn't even know, yeah. you know? That, that would be a celebration in itself. We could replace it with National Got Rid of Clean Your Room yeah, Day. Yeah, clean the calendar. Yeah. Oh, clean your room. Clean the calendar. <laughs> um, which one, which one's your favorite? Which one? Which one's my favorite? Yeah. Well, they are ranked, so I'd probably pick number one. Number one, yeah. Memorial Day. <laughs> yeah, it's nice. It's like so low pressure, you know, like Memorial Day. You know, you have like, I don't know, you got Christmas. I love Christmas, but there's also like, 
there's a lot of pressure around it. My parents are divorced, and mm -hmm. so there's always the pressure of like having to go to mom's house for a certain amount of time, and my dad's house for a certain amount of time, and my grandparents' house for a certain amount of time, making sure that everyone's got a present, and everyone's da, da, da. Mm -hmm. And so there's a lot of like expectations around that, and like same and thing. you gotta be jolly. You, you gotta, gotta be jolly. Yeah. Oh yeah, I gotta have this hat on. Christmas spirit. Christmas spirit. Yeah, you gotta do that. And then, uh, <laughs> and like yeah, there's a lot of pressure around around those major holidays, right? Mm -hmm. But like with Memorial Day, it's a holiday where the banks are closed, but it's still one you can kind of just like, hang with your buds and have some fun, have some barbecue and hang out. Toss a few beers back. Toss a few beers back. Then there's no expectations except like I'm at the point in my life now where I'm expected to like bring things to parties. I, what do you bring to parties? What's your go-to? Usually a six-pack of Narragansett. Oh. <laughs> Very Rhode Island of me, right? <laughs> but uh, yeah, but, so like that's kind of a bummer. That's just like a, a thing we have to do now. Yeah. Of course, we can't really have a party. <laughs> yeah, I want everyone to provide things for me. But, um, yeah, it's polite, I suppose. And plus, you can't really have a party unless everyone kind of brings things. And then, and then whatever, I would host a party, no one would bring anything, and I would have to pay for everything. Yeah. Uh, I don't really host parties, though, so I don't really have that problem so much. <laughs> but, I'm not but, very social. <laughs> well, no, I just don't host them. I like going to other people's yeah, parties. Yeah. I don't like people in my space. Yeah, because, because then there's a huge mess, and you're like, okay, I'll see you later. Yeah, like everyone's yeah. like, okay, do you want to help with anything? And you can't be like, yeah, I want you to stay and clean the house. Yeah. You know? It's not really, you can't really say that. Like, oh, I got to feed the cat. Yeah. yeah, and everyone's like, okay, bye. And then the last person leaves, and you look around, and it's a freaking mess. And, and you're, you're like, alone. And you're like by yourself. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and my cat's screaming at me because she's hungry. And yeah. I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> you, have all so, these, yeah, you have all these problems, you know? Yeah, so I don't really like to host parties. But mm -hmm. but Memorial Day, yeah, I would love to go to someone else's Memorial Day party and um, and bring my little six-pack and uh, sit in the corner and somewhere and just kind of post up. <laughs> yeah, you know, I like going to parties where you know some people, but not all the people. And generally... So there's mingling that can happen, but there's also right. a safe... Go off, you know, yeah. I'll stick with you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But, you know, it can kind of cater to any social uh, interest level. Mm -hmm. And um, generally, my strategy is I like to kind of sit in the corner of the party and just, like, kind of post up, like, kind of pick a spot, hang out. Mm -hmm. And then, set like, up camp. set up camp, yeah, set yeah. up shop, yeah. And then um, take it all in. And uh, it's great when people come to me and I don't have to do any of this stuff at all, but. Uh, you're like a vendor. You're just like, hey, <laughs> just come gonna, like, post it up. Yeah. Yeah. I'm available. I'm open. Like, yeah. I'm in a safe spot to land in case you're between conversations. You want to talk to someone else. You know, uh, so that's kind of nice. But it also gives you like an overview of the thing, and I can see when like conversations are wrapping up or conversations are like kind of um, mm -hmm. open to, or maybe I can hear someone say something I'm interested in. And if your spot is like a nice perch, you can kind of just be like, oh, he he struck out with that girl. Oh, you know, she, you know, and you can kind of just see the social. <laughs> yeah, kind of like read the all. room. Yeah, 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 and yeah. I like have like a base so that like you have maybe a group of people that you came with and you're like mm -hmm. all hanging out there and then you can go off and then come back and like report yeah. back. Yeah, <laughs> assistant editor. Uh, <laughs> 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 have you read my issue? <laughs> <laughs> to whip the issue open. Yeah. So being the assistant editor and contributing so much to the magazine, how often do you bring that? Is that a bragging thing? Is it? Well, I have so much going on in my life. Yeah. It's actually not the first thing that I mentioned. <laughs> maybe it should be. Like <laughs> I am politically engaged. I'm running. Council. I've got um, Bradley for Ward Three. Oh please! <laughs> um, I've got a uh, small business. I've got Providence um, Walking Tour. Providence. Yeah. <laughs> Another <laughs> shout out! Shout out to all my brands. <laughs> uh, the Providence Tour Company. I've got. I'm also in the United States Army. I'm in the National, you know, National Guard. Yeah. 
Um, so I've got like a lot of stuff going on. So usually when someone says, oh, like, what do you do? It depends on what context I'm in, what someone asks me, you know, mm -hmm. so. What hat you want to wear that day. Yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah, I have access to a lot of hats, so. But yeah, but I enjoy telling people I'm an assistant editor. I mean, I don't even think, I'm so new to editing generally. The work that I enjoy most is supporting writers and, um, and putting the magazine together like as a concept, um, as opposed to like digging into people's writing and saying, this needs to be better, this needs to be better. And um, I think that's a place where I can definitely grow is to, uh, in the grammatical sense of editing. Mm -hmm. um, it's a very detail-oriented practice. And I'm much more of like a, I'd, I spend less time on the details and more about the vision as opposed to getting into the nitty gritty as much. So that's something where I can grow in, the, in my editorial practice, I think. So the glassblowing article, um, there's a fantastic quote. Would you read it for me? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, sure. You're just in this particular quote. I'm happy to read yeah. it to you. Okay. Um, Maybe so, give me some insight into it. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, so it's from Benny, uh, Benny Jajir. Uh, I didn't speak to him over the phone, so I don't have the pronunciation. But um, Benny G, and he says um, it, the quote almost didn't, didn't get into the piece at all. It says uh, they get really excited about how hot it is, the sheer temperature being over 2,000 degrees. When they mentally take a step back, it opens up a different part of their mind that is typically not open in our daily routines of everyday life. Glass has a mysterious allure. Most people don't understand how it works. So when they put those puzzle pieces together, they say, oh, wow, this is how glass is blown. This quote almost didn't get into the article uh, because when I was going through it and trying to strengthen the piece, I noticed that they didn't really talk. So Benny didn't mention glass blowing specifically when he says, when they mentally take a step back, it opens up a different part of their mind. So I almost cut that out. But then upon further review with the publisher, we thought it was important to keep it in. And that was because not every quote that you get from an interviewer or interviewee is going to tell you necessarily about the topic but it can add context to the interview itself. And it can add context to the interviewee as a person. So someone talking about opening up a different part of one's mind, that's kind of a cool perspective to have on it, you know? And even though it doesn't necessarily talk about blowing glass, it shows that this is kind of a cool, almost like a psychedelic uh, fun. It sort blows of, your mind. It blows your mind, blowing <laughs> glass and minds. Yeah, exactly. So I think that was a really cool, and I'm glad that that stayed in. And here I am, I'm still growing, of course, in my uh, in my editorial practice, but I really like I like that we were able to keep that in now. And, and looking back, I'm glad that it made the cut. In this issue, do you have any other favorite articles or standout pieces? Sublime Ceramics was really good. I really enjoyed the art of metal a lot, talking to these two artists in residence from different parts of the world that came into Providence to be at the Steelyard. The Steelyard is such a fabulous organization. They do so much for, for Providence and for Rhode Island. A lot of the decorative metal that we see around the city in um, the forms of um, bike racks or like on, on the sides of facades of restaurants, you see like all these different sort of artistic metal working that, that comes from the Steelyard. And there's even a program there that trains folks who are otherwise less employable, either having a criminal record or um, uh, they, they do a skills training class on steelwork that allows access to a whole broad spectrum of, of employment opportunities uh, for people who are underemployed or, or less than employed. So it's really a neat program. And this, of course, doesn't really talk about the steelyard as a whole. It kind of focuses on the art that comes out of it more specifically. But I really enjoyed getting takes from uh, Elsa and Bruna about their, uh, about their work. 
with metalworking. Super neat. And it was interesting to learn that one of the quotes here is that Hoffman, uh, Elsa Hoffman says this, I was tired of being hyper-calculated with woodworking. Messing up is a big deal. Metal is more forgiving. You can mess it up, grind it back down, and put it back together. And I was like, huh, I would have thought that metal was less forgiving than wood. Right? Yeah, because you feel like you break the metal and that's kind of it. But no, you can put it back together. You can. Well, there's melting. You can, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So forge it right back together. Yeah. So I was yeah. like, oh, I thought that was kind of interesting that metal is more forgiving than, than woodworking. So Motif's been around for almost two decades. What do you think makes the magazine work? What makes the magazine work is that people look for more than just hard news. Like we need, as a society, access to grassroots perspectives and people that fill up our sort of mental universe. Because it's not all about the governor of Rhode Island. <laughs> you know, it's not all about the mayor of Providence and all the big things that are happening. People's lives are so much more than that, you know? And so they want to know what's happening in their communities and what's happening, uh, what shows should they see and, and what musicians are coming to town. And like, there's so much more to life than just like, oh, at five o'clock today, someone was shot in the mall, you know? Like that's that's not what you we- You turn on the news yeah. and it immediately goes down. Right, you know? yeah. And so I think that providing this, this happy look at things not always happy but it's just it's not as intense as yeah as, uh, as nbc news right <laughs> yeah exactly and like there's so and there's this is all really important too you know it's not like we always put more prominence on instead of alt papers like regularly like the journal right the providence journal the boston globe or something like that but these are like local perspectives from from neighbors of the readers who are being celebrated and focusing on things that might be really interesting to them and it might be a great way for for any reader to get engaged when they were having a hard time doing that. You know, as I'm, so I'm 27 and it's hard, it's very difficult for people my age to engage with the community. Um, it's tough to make friends, it's tough to get out and have a reason to do stuff. And I think that Motif is a great opportunity, uh, Motif is a great opportunity to connect people with other like-minded people who are doing things. Mm -hmm. um, it's a very personal magazine. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. It speaks to artists. It speaks to people who are otherwise creative. And it might inspire someone to say, oh, like, look at this local person doing this thing that they love. I want to do what I love, you know? Um, like you have uh, Mimi Arnold, right? Yeah, I'm seeing on your, on your page over there. Um, Mimi Arnold is the Block Island farmer florist. She's the farmer florist of Block Island, and she makes flower crowns. And that's kind of her thing. She loves it. She talks about um, how it connects to the, the moon cycle. Uh, it's a ritual that she enjoys. She's been traveling across the country, and she's set up with her, uh, her husband or her fiance here. And um, they live on Block Island, and she has this awesome creative outlet where she makes this beautiful floral apparel that people can wear and, and pretend to be whatever they want to be, you know? Or and somebody else could see that and be like, oh, I'm interested in doing that. Let me connect with her. And Rhode Island's so small. Granted, she does live on Block Island, so yeah. it's a ferry ride. <laughs> yeah, but Rhode Island's far. so small that it's a magazine that can easily connect people because it's easy to connect with people in Rhode Island. It's, you know, you drive 45 minutes, you're anywhere. Yeah, and what's cool about this piece particularly is that Meg Koss, who wrote this, actually thanked me for connecting her with Mimi because uh, they had a really great chemistry when they were over the phone doing the interview. 
Meg is a relatively new writer with Motif, and she mostly has been doing self-assigned work. And so this is one of the first where she did something that we asked her to do because we were interested in profiling Mimi. And she thanked us, and she said this is an awesome opportunity. So not even, not even just for the people getting featured, but even for our writers to be able to go out and meet new people in the mm -hmm. community. It's not about the money for Motif, um, because if it was wouldn't be here nope. <laughs> but uh, but generally it's a huge value add to the community and i'm glad that it, that we that we keep doing the good work that we're doing all right well thank you bradley vanderstadt assistant editor of motif magazine i'm tess lines with between the lines thank you so much for being here and we'll see you guys next time this has been between the lines for more stories like these we hope you check out the latest issue of motif magazine and stay tuned for our next episode. Thanks for listening.